So I get why people are like, oh, this is probably the startup pre-wipe. But I'm interested in if this is going to be like a big push for Arena as well. If it's going to be like down the rabbit hole, you have no idea what they've been doing. They've been like pitting, you know, human beings against each other for sports. And it almost ends up being like an advertisement for like Arena. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go yeah, buy yeah. Arena. You know what I mean? everyone welcome to the podcast the show dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life like music content creation and video games i'm one of your hosts jessica sam and i'm sick and i'm sick dude oh I'm this sorry is my karma it. this is my karma for making fun of you for being sick Bro. Along <laughs> for your kids and dude i got my ass handed to me dude i was is it like the flu or just yeah yeah, yeah so just like just like writhing in discomfort yeah, all day yesterday, just didn't get out of bed. Was just like sweat. Yeah. Uh, Oof. Fucking worst headache ever. Like runny nose, watery eyes, all itchy, and just sneezing and sore throat. And it's just fucking miserable, dude. And, and like I always sleep horribly. Yeah. Horribly, like like literal fever dream. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, that's always like the, that's like like a cold is one thing. But when the flu gets you with things like that, like the shivers and the like, you're just pouring sweat and then all of a sudden you're freezing cold like that weird stuff, man, that makes it impossible to sleep. And then any human being on low sleep is just like non-existent. You know what I mean? So it's like some of that just little stuff takes it to a whole nother level and makes life just absolutely miserable. Yeah, it's the first day I've been out of bed in a couple of days, so dude. Brutal. Hopefully on the upswing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like and I've been hearing a lot. I mean, it always goes around this time of year, but I've hearing hearing a lot of people are saying that it's just like bad, like taking a long time, like two weeks to feel better. My wife has been hit. She got hit with it. Last week we were talking about it because she got hit with the flu Thanksgiving, which is why we didn't go up to see like my family and stuff. And she's still like it turned into a sinus infection, which like was messing with her teeth and stuff like that. Like it's just like, oh, eh. my wife was my wife was saying that she's like, I don't know why my teeth hurt. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yep. So it doesn't mean you have a sinus infection, but like when your sinuses are it, I don't mean I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but like when your sinuses are all backed up or dirty or whatever, it can just apply pressure. It's why like you feel just like all that right here. And it can make the top back molars just start to ache. And that's what happened. And my wife's turned into like a full-blown sinus infection, which just had her like whole like jaw just feeling like really achy and a lot of pressure. And uh, everything can just like turn into another thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, ugh. Oh, fuck that. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, hopefully hopefully it's hopefully or uh, I don't know. Have you have you heard? I don't know who all has been like contacted or whatever. Um, have you heard anything about? Uh, I don't even know what the like who's in charge of this whole thing. But let me just double check. The, um, I know I've, I've everything I've seen <laughs> has been from donut operator. Oh. Um coming up this week are you going out i am hell yeah that's sick 
Yeah, so it's like a creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Content creator like range day. Yep. Um, and it wasn't until he reached out. Um, I like missed his original invite, didn't even see it, and then he's like, "Yo, so here's some more information. You gonna come?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't see it." And then he's like, "Yeah, here's the guest list." And I don't know if you've seen. Oh, I mean, there's lots of people. Did he reach out to you on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, let me just name a few names. Chuck Liddell, <laughs> Bill Goldberg. You, you know, like Goldberg, like from the WWF. Mm-hmm. Undertaker. Dude. Bam Margera. Yeah, Bam is going to be there. Like Roman Atwood, Grand Thumb, Coffeezilla, Wendigoon. I'm just, this is a massive list with a million names I don't even know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even recognize until like I saw them. Yeah. But like so many people that are like, I'm like super fans of, of their content. Yeah. Like I was just watching Wendigoon's fucking, his like cryptid uh, iceberg. Um, oh, that's funny. Um, fucking Harley from Epic Meal Time. <laughs> Um, God, who else? Uh, oh my God, Toby Turner. What? A, that's a throwback and a half. Uh, Sequisha, Chris Ramsey. Um, who is like the the magician oh, YouTuber? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that he also has like that that brand first. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be there, dude. And I I didn't even see this until the second time through. Um, as I think, is it a maybe or not? I'm not sure. Um, but call me Chris is someone that she's a YouTuber. She does like TikTok and all that stuff that me and my wife like love. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. My wife's like, you motherfucker. That's like insane. Yeah. So I, I just went and I'm like, I, I can't say no to this. So literally this morning I just like book the ticket with the airbnb damn i'm like i can't say no that's crazy when is it fucking sixth seventh and eighth okay yeah yeah, yeah. when i'm gonna be gone so we'll have to figure out yeah that's fine that's what fine we'll do, what we'll do next week but that's sick yeah i know a few people that are going i think Velian's going uh, yeah maybe one, one, one peg, peg is going. going yeah 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 yeah. that's dope that's so sick hell yeah dude that's gonna be wild. That's I can't wait to see. Like, I'm like, what do I need to bring? He's like, fucking eye, ear protection, everything else, taken care of. Like, it's gonna be like BSG tank round yeah. two. Basically. <laughs> yeah, round two, dude. I mean, it is. You're gonna be shooting the most obscure, amazing things. That's so sick. That's so sick. I didn't realize how many like content creators because i knew i figured you know guys like you know grand thumb brandon herrera like all those guys are homies so that makes sense but like i didn't realize yeah content creators like that like that many content creators like me don't belong on this list that's hell yeah eat it up bro that's so sick that's so dope damn well that's sick i saw you were playing some vampire survivors was that just like I just need something, just, dude. Just like, some, yeah, it's like the perfect, like, mindless game. Just keep you going, get you through stream. 
You know what I mean? I got no energy. Yeah. So. I saw that. That rem- that game reminds me of like, because of how insane it gets, it reminds me of like, have we ever talked about Cookie Clicker before? I think you might have. I've never played it. I've never even really seen it. I played it a little bit, but like I've watched videos like, you know, it's like becoming, you know, the one true God in Cookie Clicker because like it goes crazy where it's like I just assume there was a cookie on the screen. And, and when you click it, the a counter goes up. That is what it starts as. And then you and then, dude, it's <laughs> I've got to send you some videos and then you keep clicking and then you can it's dark. Yeah. Then you can like buy auto clickers with your cookies and then you can buy like grandmas that bake cookies and this all increases your cookie yield your cookie per second yield and then you can buy and then you you end up buying like industrial plants to make cookies and then you buy like investment bankers and then you start buying countries and then you then you own the planet and then you start buying spaceships and then it's all just cookies your cookie counters going up and then you and then like the grandmas revolt against you and then they start taking your cookies and you have to kill them all and their families Should I, should I be playing this game? No, yes. And then like like is it a browser game? Yeah. And then, like, you, you like, transcend reality, and then you, like, become... Bro, how did you not bring this up when we were talking on the fucking Patreon episode where I was talking about, like, the games that you play that... Oh, I don't know, but that's... This is it. You gotta do Cookie Clicker, yeah. And then you, like, prestige, and you become, like, a, a demon god, and then you... Uh, and then you go into an alternate dimension and buy all these skills and it like wait say no more i don't even i don't want any of this spoiled it now. would take like four years to finish the game and the lore gets like just darker and darker and darker and like existential and nihilistic and just like super crazy and it literally all starts as just like a cookie browser game where you try and click as fast as you can what the fuck it's insane dude it's insane and it just like vampire survivor reminds me of that dude hell yeah that i don't know what this is like parallel one step stage removed because i was just thinking about how you were talking about cookie click which reminded me of the video idea that i want to do which mm-hmm. is talking about games that are not they're not the games that's uh like not the game you signed up for it doesn't end yeah, up they, in the they, game yep and then i realized like the original of this was <laughs> uh for me was actually lost because that's a tv show oh that yeah it the tv show is like the last few seasons is not what not you start it wasn't like on a an island people. yeah <laughs> yeah um and then yeah. that just reminded me too that like while i was sick all i did yesterday to try to just get me through take my mind off of feeling like shit was i just binged dark i watched well so i watched the first two seasons and then like and then it was like you know two in the morning and i'm like i really need to sleep i feel like shit i'm not tired but whatever so then i just ended up watching like a 35 minute video that was like the timeline explained i'm like i'm not gonna watch the last season right now i feel like death but that's what I needed the first two seasons, and then, dude, and you forgot how fucking convoluted that goddamn TV show is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's so good though. It's so good. And then I was so bummed that what was it, eighteen eighty seven or whatever, eighteen seventy. Yeah, what? Yeah, didn't get renewed for a second season. What a travesty. Motherfucker! I wish I. I can't believe. 
I wish you just hadn't told me about it. I know. Well, I was excited because I thought, surely if Dark... Because I thought this would have more appeal because it was like a lot of the characters spoke English this time. It wasn't exclusively in another language, even though a lot of it was. So I was like, surely. But no. So brutal. So brutal. Um, Yeah, but dude, Cookie Clicker. That's I, I can't believe I didn't think about that either when we were talking about that. On the uh, on the PP Patreon.com slash the podcast pod. Go check it out if you want more podcasts. But we were talking about, yeah, games like that, TV shows like that, that just end up being something so different. But yeah, Cookie Clicker. I played it a little bit, but I ended up just watching a bunch of videos of it, and it's it's right up that alley. Like it's right up that alley. Um I've got cookie, I've got it. You've got it you up. Feel, you feel like making cookies, but nobody wants to eat your cookies. I have zero cookies. I'm I'm gonna wait to click until now I'm gonna click once. I click once. Um, I have one cookie. I got one cookie, yeah. Gave you cookie, got you cookie, man. Um, so, uh, there's lots of, like, miscellaneous things going on in the gaming world right now, but to start it off, we can talk about Tarkov's had a pretty eventful week. Um, since last week, we kind of left it off. I don't think anything, like, crazy happened. We talked about the arena tournament that's coming up, but... uh. Not too long. Classic. Classic. I think it was kind of right after that. Yeah, it was. It was last Saturday because they always do events on Saturdays. It's literally my one. Obviously, the world doesn't revolve around me, but Saturdays are my like family day. I don't want to think about work. I don't want to. You know what I mean? And I open Twitter and it's like new event and it's like breaking news every 10 minutes. And I'm like, God damn it. Um, anyways, so last week on Saturday. um. They posted like a a very classic like image of like, you know, a piece of paper. There's a bunch of information. It's all in Russian. You know, we have to decode it, whatever, like they do for a lot of their events these days. And uh, it was like about that. There's a shortage of ammunition. And the. Ev- oh, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. And the event was um, that all the decently good ammos are removed from the traders and all ammos are banned off the flea. There's just like, you can't trade ammo on the flea no matter what it is. And all the good ammos are taken off the traders. So 55A1, but also 56A1, like 762BP, but also 762PP, which is one of the newer ones. Like a lot of the good ammos were taken off. Basically you couldn't buy anything that was like over 32 pen. Like it was, it was, all the good stuff was taken off the market. Um, and then alongside that, they added a new task, a new Punisher. It was called the Punisher Harvest. And the task was eliminate 50 PMCs and hand over 50 level 25 or above dog tags. Bro, imagine if it was you went into your hideout, walked over to your, like a computer monitor, and it was just OG Farmville <laughs> version one on Harvest. the screen. <laughs> you had to go, dude, imagine it was like go to woods and get some carrots and you had to you oh like, my God. harvest some carrots that actually would have been hilarious tagilla's tagilla's scythe from the halloween yes, event dude, and you and go harvest and you the the freaking... <laughs> that would have been actually amazing um but it was super interesting so the quest was pretty great because the quest is kill 50 pmcs any map any weapon so it was like sick, you know, I mean, this is where it would normally be like kill 50 PMCs on reserve within this three square meter radius with a USP pistol. 
the thing that was kind of brutal for some people is hand over the 50 level 25 plus dog tags because if you killed a level three, it counted for your kills, but you couldn't turn in his dog tag. Or if you killed eight people and died, none of those dog tags were found in raid. So like that was what tripped up a lot of people. Uh, hoarders unite. I accepted the quest and turned in 42 dog tags. I just like had a dog tag case. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Just boom. So I, it was super easy for me to get my last eight during my my thing. But a lot of people kind of struggled more with the, with the tags than with the, uh, the kills. Um, Oh god, that's so annoyingly arbitrary. Like it should like it it should be you need to kill someone and take out a dog tag. Like really what what you should in order to fulfill the quest, you should turn in a dog tag from somebody that you killed. Uh-huh. That's it. It yep. doesn't have to be found in raid. Yep. I, it, I think because, they made it because then it's like you got the kill and you got the tag like kill confirmed. Yep. I was thinking that too. I think they made it level 25 plus. This is just me guessing. It's probably not true, but it's like so that you can't like, I don't know, cheaters on fresh accounts couldn't just like fly through it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's like, okay, 25 plus you have to be playing for a while, but it should be like level 10 plus. And I completely agree that like it should not be found in raid. There is no, like, as long as you killed it, there's no way to get, like, they already have, once again, because I know what people are typing right now, they already have a mechanic in place where if someone is your teammate, it doesn't matter. Like, there is, in the code, something that checks, this guy is my teammate. If yeah. I, if Valiant dies, not by me, right, so it wasn't a team kill, and I take his tag... I cannot turn that in for quests. I can't, and it only sells for one ruble. So there is a mechanic in the game, in the code, that literally says, this guy was on his team, it shouldn't count. Which completely makes that uncheesable. You can't just load in with five friends, kill them all, take the tags, and turn them in because they're not found in raid. There's already something in the, in the game. So that being said, you know, why does this need to be found in raid? Because the only way to acquire this tag at this point is to go and kill the guy and get it. So it shouldn't have to be found in raid. I shouldn't have to survive with it. If I kill three people on factory, get all their tags and die to a player scav on the way out, I should be able to turn in those tags. You know what I mean? I completely agree. That would make it so much yeah, better. Well, and what's annoying are the, well, there's the two, there's the two sides of it in that you can get kills and either not get the tag yeah. or get the tag and die. And you only get half of the credit. And yeah. In which case is kind of like meaningless because really you're gonna have to kill someone else and get another one to get the yeah, one. Exactly. So you might as well just not count it, right? They should be there shouldn't be these two things it that should are connected. be one or the other. Either kill fifty PMCs yeah. or turn in fifty dog tags. Because in order to turn in fifty dog tags, you have to kill seventy five PMCs because you're gonna lose some of them. So it should have exactly. just been one or the other. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting yeah, and, point. And so you have people who who can basically pat like get away with it because they've been hoarding dog tags like like you yep. which is like there's nothing wrong with like it's not like you're like exploiting no it's just bad design yeah it really should be okay the event started you kill people and prove to me you killed exactly people. yeah yeah because otherwise people over here can cheese it by handing in tags and then they're not bound by the the real the requirements yeah or people who 
actually do the thing, but not exactly how you want it. And they don't get the credit for it. Yeah. So it's like, it's just so sloppy on yeah. both sides. So what happens when I turn in my 50 dog tags because I had them in my case and then I'm playing with Seal and he's trying to get his quest done is if I kill a guy, I'm like, here, take the dog tag. And he didn't yep. kill that guy, but I'm giving him dog tags because, you know what I mean? So it's like, now, that flaw in the quest design is a better flaw to have than if it was kill 50 PMCs on labs or kill 50 PMCs with this SMG. You know what I mean? Because that just like, you just get in the cycle of I've got a stash full of gear and I can't use any of it because I have to use this armor or I have to use this thing. So overall, I think it was better. Also, it was interesting, the starting equipment, dude, the Tarkov like armor economy went crazy because when you accept this quest, you know how some of them give you starting equipment. The starting equipment was two Thor armors, which is the big tan class six that covers arm, neck, chest, thorax, like, uh, and two wrist tees and two wrist tee visors. So factory was just a cluster of everybody had level six armor. Everybody had level five helmets and visors. And it was like insane. You also got two and like shitty ammo. You also got two HKs. So the re so we'll talk about the ammo because that is an interesting part of the event. Uh, the reward for the event, however, was a thick items case, which is cool because it's like end wipe gave everybody a thick items case. Like that's sick. Uh, it depends on what your like you know rep is, but like around seventeen thousand USD, and then a bunch of unknown rewards. And the unknown rewards were the ability to purchase. So when you complete this, now you gain back the ability to purchase none of the ammos we lost the ability to purchase. You gain the ability to purchase uh, 7 and 40 for 545, uh, SAI AP for 556, five, MAI AP for 762, 993 for 308, PBP for 9 mil. I think that's, that's so like all the Uber all the pen. Uber pen ammos that that if like everybody's got 300 of all those ammos in their stash because they find them in stacks of like seven and 10 and they just never use them. Cause like, I'd rather use MAIAP, I'd rather use BP than MAIAP, even though MAIAP has more pen, it has less damage and BP has sufficient pen. So you're like, you gained the ability to get a bunch of ammos nobody really wants and the prices were crazy and the amount you can buy. MAIAP, it's like 17 USD per round and you can buy 30 per reset, one mag. 993, you can buy 10. Now, the oh, only exception, yeah, exactly. The only exception there was 7 and 40 and PBP are huge because 7 and 40 is legitimately the best 545 round in the game, and PBP is the best 9 mil round in the game, and you just had no way of getting those prior, no craft, no nothing. You just had to find it in raid. So it was, it's cool to be able to buy those late wipe. I'm not mad that I can't buy them throughout the entire wipe, but as a reward, I'm okay with buying those. Because that's fun. I love using 7 and 40 and 545. It's such a good round. Um, Bro, like, we always we always talk about, like, scarcity. But we've never really talked about ammo scarcity. Yeah. Like, imagine if... Imagine if ammo was the most scarce item in the game. I to imagine the point it where, all like, the time, dude. You could only have, like, like I've got 23 rounds, assorted rounds... That's all I've got. Yeah. You know, like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, exactly. Imagine like DayZ, right? Like you can find a Glock and spend three days looking for nine mil ammo. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got 357 ammo. You've got 308 ammo. You've got 556 ammo, but you don't have ammo for the gun. I don't want it to be that extreme. 
But I think about that all the time, dude, where it's like, imagine, you know, having to actually switch the gun you're using because you're just running out of ammo. Yeah. And you and it, I mean, that kind of gets rid of the metas. Yeah. Like if you can't if you just can't buy ammo for anything, then you actually have to go around getting guns and picking up yeah. all the ammo you can find. Yeah. I mean, now, like, now I feel like now I feel like I'm I'm like I went from zero to 60 on this where I feel like Tarkov would be an infinitely better game if. Yeah, I mean, it if depends. There was just like no ammo. It depends on what you want out of it. But like, I agree. I like the thought. Of, like, I want custom Tarkov servers where it's like that, where we get this 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 Tarkov experience we have with this level of gun modding and stuff, but just a much scarcer economy. I've always wanted to see what that would be like. And so that actually brings us back to what the core of the event was. The core of the event was like, you can't buy any of the good ammos from the traders. And this, of course, and I'm not surprised and I'm not even going to poo-poo on people. Of course, Sparks, exactly what you'd think. 50% of the people think the event's super fun. 50% of the people think the event is super toxic and super frustrating. I respect it, man. Everybody has whatever. Like everybody's opinion is valid because it's, it's the way they perceive the game and that's real. I will say that this event seems weirdly timed as an end of wipe event. This would be a super fun event for the first four weeks of the wipe. Right? So like as these guys are like flying through progress, me, right? Playing 16 hour days, you know, seven days a week after a new wipe. Imagine if I still, if I couldn't get access to that good ammo, you know what I mean? Like, but I have 2000 rounds of, you know, MP7 FMJ I've got 2,000 rounds of 5.5A1. I've got 2,800 rounds of M80. I've got 900 rounds of BP and uh, 3,000 rounds of PP. So the entire duration of this event, I used the same ammo. It didn't change anything. And for most people in my uh, sphere of, you know, people that play a lot, not even just streamers, because lots of people just yeah. play the game a lot. Like, there are a lot more hundred millionaires in Tarkov that don't stream than you think. A lot of people that just play the game a lot. All of these guys have items cases full of ammo cases full of the best ammos in the game, right? We buy them all on reset so that I never have to worry about it being sold out. I can run whatever. I want to be able to run whatever gun I want whenever I want. So I always keep enough ammo on hand. So it's like, once again, it kind of only... If you only had enough money to buy, you know, enough that you need, or if you kind of just got to the trader levels in order to get that, now you can't buy any of that. And now I'm running around with a Thor armor and a wrist tee and the ammo I was using already. So while I didn't mind the event, I didn't think it was like a L event, huge L, OMG, L event. I couldn't help but think, wouldn't the results you wanted out of this event be better placed towards the beginning of a wipe when people don't have tens of thousands of this ammo stocked up, right? Like, or, yeah. or you have to let this event ride for a month because you have to let people deplete their resources. You know what I mean? Which I don't think anybody would like, but, but it just, it didn't feel like it did anything when it's only three days of, of it. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of had enough, and if you didn't have enough, you were kind of like, I mean, not screwed. Obviously, you could still kill people. I died of ridiculous stuff all the time. But it just, it, does that make sense? Like, it just didn't feel like there was any outcome. It felt yeah. like the event was more just there's a new quest because nobody really, you know, noticed the ammo thing. 
um, at the top end. And if you're at the bottom end, it was just super frustrating because you're like, I just unlocked freaking BP and now I can't buy BP. You know what I mean? So, um, so it was interesting. Yeah, they just need to just ban all ammo from the game, and then uh, ban all ammo from the my, game, dude. That's my new. That's my new. My new hot take, and that you shouldn't be able to buy ammo, dude. Period. You should not be able to buy ammo. Period. I. I mean, I, imagine I, how much differently your loot would be. Yeah. Uh, that you picked up, like your backpack would have, like, okay, I've got a, a few stacks of seven six two PS. Yeah. Right? Like I, a, a few of your squares in your backpack are going to be taken up by the 11 rounds of 7.62 by 39. Yeah. You know, and, and not ma- you're not maximizing <laughs> value per slot. You're yeah. maximizing the shit you may or may not be able to use or need. Yeah. I've always, dude, I've, I've, once again, I'd love to play. I wish there was like, not, maybe not custom servers that everybody could make, but I wish there were like experimental branches where they, like everybody could play them. Everyone could stream them. We're not talking about like ETS where we're testing new features. But there's like you can create a character on this, you know, this instance of the game, and like, I know that sounds extreme, and I'd love to try that too. I've always thought it'd be fun if like you could only buy the ammos you can buy at level one traders. So it's like eight five five, you know, nine mil PST GZH. It was like you can always run a gun, but it, I mean it's like awful, 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 awful ammo. And I mean, you were just always looking for something better. You know what I mean? Like eight rounds of five, five, a one is great. I'm going to top load that in an eight R and I'm going to try and make those eight rounds count. You know what I mean? Like it would just, oh, but, but, but just, I, I'm with you and, and I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, but at the same time, I mean, I try how, that too. Think about how different the game would be if yeah. like you have this gun, this, and you've got five, five, six and you have 46 bullets. Yeah. Yep. How much different you're gonna play the game? You know, people sure. aren't going to be Giga Chad running around spraying down yeah squads going after every single person killed. It's like you gotta yeah. You actually have to use your fucking brain and yeah. and like because I've always thought about uh you know a lot of people talk about like there's there's not a whole lot to do right like you get level forty you know what I mean or whatever there's not a whole lot to do. I've always loved the concept of like. We were talking about this the other day in a different con- in a uh, different way, but it all comes back to the same thing. If the core gameplay loop is a little bit more recyclable in the sense of like, I've always thought it would be fun to like, oh, dude, today I want to do some ammo runs. So I'm going, and this is, this is the conversation we were having where like each map kind of has a theme. And if the loot matched the theme, that would be really cool. I yeah. need ammo runs. I'm feeling pretty confident and I want the good ammo. Where are you going to go? reserve it's a military base like that would be a sick reason i need meds where am i gonna go the health resort you know what i mean i need food i'm gonna go woods you know it's it's just like there's these themes that play throughout and if there was some like i i think that would be fun because it would add to the stuff to do. I, I just giga chatted all weekend long. I used all my good ammo. Going to go do some ammo runs. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that'd be kind of cool. And think about, like, you know how, you know, like, once a year, you got to do the whole, okay, I'm, I got a tank battery. You know, yeah. and, 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 and how that that is, like, actually one of the most meaningfully, because it completely, I mean, and yeah. now, I actually didn't play a ton when tank batteries and, like, mule stims. Yeah, like a thing. So I'm sure it's probably like trivial these days when you can probably just pop stims. And I remember like 
you found a tank battery. It's like, I've got 14 minutes. It's going to take me to walk to the, <laughs> to the extract. You know, yeah. The slow walk to the extract where imagine you go to reserve and you go into one of those underground bunkers and there's a giant pallet with yeah. three, a, a box that's 3,000 rounds of nine mil that you can't open in a raid. Yeah, yeah. You have to like take out this massive, super heavy thing. That would thing, be sick. And it's like you are going to, you know, be able to walk out with like a thousand rounds of, of like, I don't know that I'd want it to necessarily be like the best ammo unless it was incredibly rare but you know even if it was just 762 by 39 ps if you oh that'd be so rad you know what else you know what other mechanic that's currently already in the game that would greatly benefit from um a scarcity and more scarce airdrops airdrops are exclusively annoying that is the purpose they serve in the game right now and 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 occasionally if you really really need a certain stim for samples You'll spam them and try to get the medical one and try to get that stem. But other than that, they're just annoying. They serve no purpose. But in an environment where what you're describing, where like the things are much more scarce, this the annoyingness is a trade-off. I need supplies. I'm gonna call yep. in an airdrop. It's gonna let everybody know they all also need supplies. It's going to be a dynamic PvP event, essentially, because in a world where people, everybody on the map actually needs the stuff in the airdrop, you popping it is like, all right, boys, we got the four man. I'm popping it over here. We got to. And then imagine in it, it's like military surplus, 1,000 rounds of 9 mil, 1,000 rounds of 7.62. We can't take all of it. So we have to decide what we want. We like physically can't take all of it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. And then it's like protect the president because some dude's 80 kilos with all his stuff and then everyone else is trying to get him out. Like that is emergent gameplay where like it would feel like an event, but it would be player driven. You know what I mean? Like you would go through a bunch of raids and you wouldn't hear any airdrops. But then when you did hear an airdrop, it would completely change. You know, that's what I love about watching games like Rust or DayZ because like you always have a plan. You're always trying to do something. And so yep. one day you might be, you, you can, all you do is do the thing you set out to do. But then one day you go out and you're like, I need to go here. Oh, I hear shots. Those guys are raiding a base. I bet I could third party this. And it just completely derails your plan. You know, you could be, do raids and never hear an air. And then you hear the airdrop pop in and you're like, I'm not here for this anymore. I'm here for that airdrop. Like that kind of stuff, dude. Oh man. It would be sick. It would be sick, but um, so I said to say the event happened, the ammo event happened. It lasted about, um, uh, it lasted about three days, Saturday to like Monday or Tuesday. All the ammo came back and similar to how they did all the last pre-wipes. If you hadn't completed the quest yet, the quest is still up. So like you can get that thick items case. You can get the USD. You can unlock those ammos, even if you didn't nice. do it while the thing. So you can just like keep working on your tags, keep working on your PMC kills. Once again, very glad that uh, um, they made it just kills because like a lot of people were doing it on factory. I did a bunch of the kills on streets and that weekend, the PVP was so fun. It was like juice Lords everywhere. Raids were full. People were chasing shots. Like it was just, it was, it was super fun PVP um, those first few days. So that was pretty cool. Um, a few other, uh, <coughs> few other Tarkov related things but before we get into that 
I do want to take a quick second and thank the first sponsor for the episode today, and that is BetterHelp. Uh, BetterHelp is an online platform where you can, you know, find a therapist or, or have, find somebody to talk to about, you know, what's going on in your life. It's something that we talk about here all the time. We take very seriously. And uh, right now it's, dude, it's, I mean, we're full swing in the holidays, full swing in the fall. Uh, for a lot of people, that's a really hard time. A lot of people have just gone through a lot during the holidays or maybe don't have the greatest relationships with their family and everywhere. Everyone's always like, oh, I'm going to see my family, family this. And so it can just be a rough time. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, dude, it's it's uh, it's it's no joke. Like, I, I think for as long as I can remember in like my adult life dealing with uh, what do they call it? Seasonal affective disorder. It was sad. Uh, oh, yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The funny. Uh, acronym yeah um but uh you know just like the days get shorter it's dark earlier oh my God, yeah it's cold you got all the stress of 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 the holiday stuff going on and yeah. all the you know like expectations from your family and your friends and, and you know it's like yep it's 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 a real serious genuine thing that that everybody whether you're you're young or you're old whether you're a male or female yep. or you know fucking anything in between just dealing with dealing with like mental health issues there's nothing more important yep. there's nothing more important than that right like that's your entire life yep you unironically you literally only live once <laughs> yeah. um there's nothing that's more important than than your mental health and being able to use a a, a platform a service like better help is it literally can be life-changing and um yep. you know for so many reasons there's a million reasons million uh ways in which you can have your life benefited positively whether it's professionally whether it's you know your job school relationships, relationships. Yep. the way you feel about yourself you know everything for sure uh yeah absolutely we both have personal experience with it we both have and you know tremendous like value in our lives that came from therapy and uh, BetterHelp is awesome because it's simple, it's easy, just a brief questionnaire, and then you can be matched with a licensed therapist. If you don't vibe with them, you're not having to call, you know, assistance and you cancel appointments and then find somebody else and get a reference. It's literally super easy to just select somebody else, find somebody that you vibe with that you can trust, and then you're off to the races. It, it's just simple, great. There's a lot of communication. Uh, it's awesome. So BetterHelp is great. Uh, you can find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash podcast today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash podcast for 10% off your first month. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Gracias. Um, gracias. Um, so, yeah. So, that was the ammo event. Then, um, just today... It's nice that we literally, maybe you know, push the podcast back because literally just this morning another event happened. Um, BSG uh, tweeted out a video, and it was like a la the raid series. It was like a real, um, like they really filmed it. It wasn't like animated or anything, and it was or the or, or the Chronicles of Rigi or something. And it was like a dude, a PMC in his hideout. He's looking at pictures of Killa and Rashala and reading documents, and his computer basically gets hacked and some like dude in like um uh, like a freaking i don't know he had a mouse head on like it was like real like anonymous like hacker stuff yes it was it was dead mouse definitely um and let me i'm trying to find the 
the full thing here. I don't remember. Anyways, it, it basically, um, it was like this like super cryptic thing where it was talking about, um, oh, here it is. Th this was the, this was, it was all in Russian. Experiments on people were Rishi's, uh, where Rishi's dad was the lab rat. Drugs make a person obedient sheep. Corruption, mass murder, kidnapping, forgery. This is all just a small part of what Terror Group was doing. Full list would force any person to shudder and I would, and would surpass even the wildest fantasies. But you are ready. But are you ready to fall down the rabbit hole and know more? I sent a message to our mutual friend. Anyway, he has no idea who it's from and knows nothing about me. He will give you a quest. It would be the beginning of your journey. Find ciphers in Tarkov. Find out the truth. However, even outside the city, secrets and trials await you. You will, you will need help. You won't be able to do it alone. There's a lot of work to be done in all parts in the world. I will contact you in the ARRS terminal if I see any succession. Run to see. So then we get a quest called um, Down the Rabbit Hole Part 1. And so, like, it was a super, super interesting thing. So this, to me, seems set up to be a much longer quest line. Because, like, remember at the end of the last wipe I was telling you about, they did the whole terror group trail thing, and there were oh, literally, yeah. like, 18 parts. And if you got it, you got, like, the extra two lines in your stash. This feels more like that because the last event last week, they just tweeted a picture. They filmed a video for this. Uh, the quest says part one. I love I love stuff like that. The the super vague, like, are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? And the fact that it's called down there, I'm like, oh, this is kind of sick. So uh, we're going to see, because the terror group trail thing, there was tons of time gated stuff. Like every time there was like a quest, you had to wait 24 hours to get your next quest. Uh down the rabbit hole part one is kill 15 scavs on woods. And then you have to obtain like a, uh, a hard drive on woods and it can spawn in like one of eight different places. Then you get down the rabbit hole part two, which is like find the source of this signal or whatever. And you just have to like walk to the certain place on woods and nobody's gotten part three yet. And like airwing or not airwing, uh, nice guy and his sons of soon are like all over it. And he, he tweeted out earlier, he was like, I have confirmation that we're not going to get the next part until we uh, decipher the ARRS terminal. So, like, all the augmented reality stuff or, or all the whatever it's called, all that, like, the No Man's Sky, I forget, what is that called? The ARG. Oh, um, ARG, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all that ARG stuff is all a part of it, and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Sounds fucking weird i'm wondering so here's the thing with this is what i'm interested in is because a lot of people are like it looks like pre-wipe and it looks like pre-wipe and it does M more recently they've been doing stuff like this where pre-wipes last longer like instead of remember back in the day pre-wipe was basically like hey for three days all the rogues are raider all the scavs are raiders and everything is free like that was yeah, pre-wipe yeah, yeah. back in the day but recently what they've been doing as pre-wipe is basically like a month long of like events every weekend and they you know there's a lot of more lore stuff involved and so i get why people are like oh this is probably the start of pre-wipe but i'm interested in if this is going to be like a big push for arena as well if it's going to be like down the rabbit hole you have no idea what they've been doing they've been like pitting you know human beings against each other for sports and it almost ends up being like an advertisement for like arena you know what i mean like yeah, go buy yeah, arena yeah. you know what i mean i mean it's not gonna say that but 
I wonder if that will be the rabbit hole that we are uncovering huh. is this gladiatorial battle that the terror group is running where they're forcing human soldiers to fight each other and then it'll end up being launching arena because we know it's supposed to come early December. Maybe this is like a week long quest chain and then, you know, boom. That's kind of my that's my little tinfoil hat theory. Hmm. So I, I guess we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And then the other um and then the last uh I think the last Tarkov related thing is uh they tweeted out that uh they put the updated recoil on the ETS, which is like it's news because of how important the updated recoil is. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and so we'll talk in a second, but their wording is pretty interesting. Um, and we can kind of maybe pull some hints without, you know, I, I, I got to be careful what I'm saying. Uh, at this stage, we are offering to test the reworked recoil system on the ETS. Other changes planned for patch 4.14 will also become avail available in the upcoming patches. The main goal of the rework is to create a more realistic and comfortable recoil mechanics with maximum configuration flexibility. This will allow to make balance changes based on analytics and feedback from players. We invite all participants who have ETS access to join. Thank you for actively testing. So what we can pull from that is A, obviously they want feedback on it, which is a good thing. Because I don't, the last time they reworked recoil and everybody hated it, they just put it in the game. <laughs> I don't think the ETS servers were around back then. So A, they want feedback on it. I think that's good. B, really interesting wording on uh, a going for maximum configuration flexibility. What I hope that means is either an attachment rework as well or the base stats of the gun are set in such a way that the difference between a 1% decrease in recoil and a 4% decrease in recoil isn't that big of a deal because that's yeah. what we want, right? Ultimately, that is what we want. We don't want there to be one, like for this gun, this is the, the build you use. If you don't use this build, the gun is unusable. This is the build where the gun is usable. That's how you get like weird stuff where like, the RSAS, the tan RSAS handguard is the meta handguard on the SR25 and the Mutant. Like that handguard shouldn't go on any other gun but the RSAS. Yeah. But it's the meta one. It's got the best stats, right? So it's on it's on every gun that can take it. So that was just like some interesting wording. And then also that last sentence, this will allow us to make balancing changes based on analytics and feedback from players. Um I don't know anything about game design, but we know that there's like, there have been so many different, like there's so many different stats behind the scenes. And like, like remember when, after your video came out, they were like, we reduced the camera recoil on every gun. And everybody's like, what the hell is camera recoil? And like vector, they, they mentioned some other stat, like it's axis vector of this first shot. And everybody's like, oh, what do you yeah. mean? Like, what is that stat? And a bunch of people back then data mined it and put like spreadsheets. This has the lowest camera recoil of all these guns. And it was like, we didn't even know that that was a thing. We just are saying recoil sucks. So I know that there's a lot more behind the scenes than just like 
five recoil and this gun has seven and it's just a scale from one to ten right it's a complicated thing and so i'm wondering if that last sentence of like this will allow us to make changes based on feedback from my perspective i'm like you should have always been able to make changes based on feedback but maybe they're redoing the system in a way where like the guns are a little bit more independent or at least the weapons are more granularly controlled so that they can say okay i can make this change without messing up these guns or I can make this change without having to change every single gun in the game. It was just some some interesting wording that that hopefully is pointing us towards I don't know a good recoil system, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to know. It's hard like to how, know. I, you know, we don't know how they set it up before. Mm -hmm. The way that they described it, they're they like. It sounds almost like. It would, how do I say this? It would be in line with this description of the universe, which I'm not saying is the way it was before, yeah. but we've architected everything in such a way that it would be an absolute mess to make any major changes to how guns perform. Yeah. Um. And because of that, <laughs> we, oh God, my fucking brain. <laughs> so so as a result we've now changed it such that we're able to tweak these things fuck i don't even know how to say what i'm thinking i like, kind of get what you're saying though right like yeah there's a universe where it was just more complicated than it seems and they didn't want to make any changes because it would just like they knew it was spaghetti and they just yeah. had to live with the fact that it's spaghetti and now everybody's saying let's we need this gun changed and they're looking at the spaghetti going Changing that one gun so much is a headache. tremendous amount of work. Okay, so so okay, so now I'm, my brain is back to where I was before. So then that makes me think that like, in, in that world, it would be great for them to actually architect everything in such a way that, yeah, actually lent itself to like intelligent changes. And, yes. and then I'm like, then thinking that they did that. That's the hard part. That yeah. That like like it's hard. <laughs> to conceive yeah. that they went through that trouble of doing that now yeah. and that it was just like an offhand side comment of like oh yeah we've you know we have this thing on the test server that is you know like a complete utter re architect of, of the of entire the, system one of the core fundamental systems yeah. of the game so we'll just check that and it's like I'm sorry what you just said like yeah. and that would be like so here's what's going to happen right no matter what the recoil is going to come out and some people are going to be like, this is the best change ever made. And some people are going to be like, L worse. Like I'm never playing this game again. Right. Literally no it's matter too what. realistic, not realistic enough. It's too uncontrollable. It's too controllable. Dude, You'll have every like no matter what that's going to happen. And that, and hear me when I say this viewers, that's okay. That is, that is a certainty. That is the universe we live in. People want different things out of this game. There's enough of us playing now that nothing can make make it people happy. The reason I brought that up was because, not because I'm just like trolls are going to troll, but because what I'm saying is like maybe I hope that we get a win that's underneath the surface. <laughs> if what you said is true and they've architected the system in a way where it's infinitely more... Uh, like tinkerable now and they really did make it even if some guns are busted we're like oh my god this is way overtuned or this is way undertuned 
we might not even realize the full extent of the W until like maybe some weeks or months later where they're like hitting it with patches, adjusting just a few things instead of having to make these sweeping changes. So that yeah. will be what's really interesting to see. They're not going to be able to please everybody. And there are so many guns and so many attachments in the game that certainly even with the ETS testing, there's going to be some gun, you know, there's going to be videos coming out right after the wipe. This gun's broken. This gun's OP. Everybody use this gun. What, Whatever, that's fine. But, like, seeing how they respond to those things will be what's interesting. Because if they really did re-architect the system and they want it to be, and they want those two things, what were the wor verbiage? They want to be able to make balancing changes based on analytics and feedback, and they want maximum configuration flexibility. Those two things sound like W to me. And they should yeah. sound like W's to you, no matter what you want out of the recoil. More realistic, less realistic, you know, X, Y, or Z. That's, a, those things are good things. Feed, being able to listen to feedback and make changes based on that feedback. And I think everybody, whether you're a Giga Chad with a billion rubles or somebody that's played a few wipes, I think everybody wants build diversity. And so hearing that specifically called out as a desire for this change has me excited because that's what I want too. I miss the days where there were like 11 meta M4 builds back. And that was back when the HK was king. And I never used the HK because even though the HK was better, there were 10 different M4 builds that all felt really good. And I just loved that. I love being able to build it with the LVOAC or the Mark 10 rail or the fancy rail or the short barrel or the long barrel. And they all felt, you know, pretty good. But like the HK, there was the one build. Like if you used any other yeah. suppressor, it was unusable. If you used any other buttstock, it was unusable. You know what I mean? So um, so we'll see. That's fascinating. Now, the other side of this has been like, you know, we've we've talked about this before. So it's not it's not worth like going down the rabbit hole or anything or getting into. But like it's been interesting because like I have access to the ETS and I have been testing it. And normally, if they're like, don't want us talking about it, it's, it's, it's been a weird thing where like, because they tweeted out, it's on the ETS, I've been asked an infinite amount more times what uh, I think about it. I can only imagine, dude. And I, it's like, dude, I want to talk about it. And like, you know, I have access. I know, you know, I have access. This is such a big deal. Everybody knows if I have access, <laughs> of course, I'm going to be testing it. And so it's like, I just can't say anything, man. I'm really sorry. Like, and it was hard because we called for that. I called them out for that. I was like, I wish people knew what they were working on behind the scenes. But that was only 50% of what I was calling out. The other 50% was like, and I wish we could just stream the ETS. Yeah. So they gave us the half where they're like letting everybody know what we're working on. And I do think there's value in that, right? There's value in them showing the community, hey, we're working on this recoil thing. We're taking it seriously. We want feedback from it. We just don't think we've got it right. We want feedback from it. But it makes it hard because now everybody's asking all day long, like, what do you think about it? Or people are just coming in the chat and being like, yo, have you tried this? Have you tried this? And this? And I'm like, dude, you can't talk about it, my man. And you can't get me to talk about it because I'm <laughs> from then I'm going to get in trouble. So it's been, uh, it's been, it's been brutal. Yeah. I wish they would adopt the, uh, I wish they would adopt the, uh, star citizen way of doing it. Star citizen has like a small amount of their players, super trusted members of the community that they do NDA testing. 
-hmm. once a patch is ready, it goes to call the PTU, the public test universe, where any player of Star Citizen can hop on here if you want. It's obviously separate, and you're not going to make any progress on your account. Just universe. I love the yeah. nomenclature. Yeah. And that's no NDA. And then there's the live build. I, I think that's cool. If they really wanted to, like, if they really didn't, weren't sure <laughs> they wanted to show this to people, they could put it on the, you know, the NDA servers. They could get gather around a feedback or two, and then they could say, hey, this is a very not finished product, but we're going to put it on the public servers. Then people could stream it. Anybody could get in there and test it out and provide feedback. Then it goes to live. I, I, that would be so great. That would be so great. But at this point, as we've said before, I, I think there's no way that they'll end up changing the decision they've made, which is they want to keep it hush, hush. But yeah, that's Fucking rip. Yeah, rip indeed. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's all the Tarkov news. Um, Arena is kind of just like TBD any day now. They said beginning of December. It's the beginning of December. Um, so obviously, you know, I'm sure you'll know when that happens. It'll explode. You know, the internet will explode when that happens. But my tinfoil hat is it's a part of this uh down the rabbit hole quest line and uh. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Tarkov shenanigans. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just looking forward to Arena. Yeah, dude. I was talking to Trey, and it's like, um, it's like the vibe is it's like this. There's four days left of school till summer break. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not learning anything. Why am I here? Like I I hop on Tarkov and it's like I'm not even having terrible raids, but it's like every single raid, all I'm thinking about is like, when is Arena coming out? When is Arena coming out? Like it's just give it to me. They don't have it. Do we have any idea? Like a closer? Nope. Early December. Aye, aye, aye. The uh the dream hack um <coughs> tournament is the thirteenth through the seventeenth, which is um 10, 11 days from now, the 13th is when DreamHack starts, and there's that that tournament is in there somewhere. Um, I would imagine it's going to be out before then, or or then, just because, like, once again, the patch, the wipe is supposed to be end of wipe. They made it really clear when we were at TwitchCon, and they've publicly said this, or at least a bunch of people have, so I'm not breaking the news, that they, they want them to be separate launches. Yeah. So it's like, you're not going to launch Arena the 20th, third and then the wipe the 28th right like that's not enough time so all we know is wipe is end of december and all we know is they've said they want arena early december so it's like we're really in the any day now territory you know what i mean uh that's gonna be when i'm fucking gone that would be brutal because a bunch of tarkov people are going <laughs> could be worse yeah it could be worse uh, that's the worst things I could be doing. For sure. Um but yeah, that's uh that's the Tarkov stuff. You had uh you had mentioned when we were on the the Patreon episode that you were playing a new game that shot up to like super high on your games of all time list. Yeah, yeah. It it made me actually there's been enough games that that recently I've been like this is on my my x games of all time list and i'm like yeah. i really should throw that together um so i played oh you know what i forgot another one um 
so the I played I played four games that uh, are worth mentioning. One I just finished today that was just kind of like meh. Okay. Um, I don't want to say it's meh. I don't know. It was like it was more of like an atmospheric storytelling kind of thing. Okay. Um, it was called What Remains of Edith Finch. Okay. Um, you're just like going through this crazy house that's like almost like beyond real kind of whimsical almost like susical it's like this massive house that shouldn't be with like all of the doors are sealed shut and there's like peepholes and it's you're just it's really hard to explain um but you're just learning about like the history of your family yeah. essentially and I don't know, it was like, it was interesting. When I first started playing it, I'm like, yo, I can already tell this game's like going to make me fucking cry. Yeah. And then it just, I don't know. I I, had, I played it for two hours and it, I, I beat it. Oh, um, okay. It's not like a puzzle. It's just like, it's just a story. Yeah, game. just like an exposition. Like you're just like yeah. walking through this story. I was like, it was okay. I mean, I don't know. Like it was... It was interesting commentary, you know, on like yeah. life, I guess. But at the end, I was kind of like, oh, huh. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but there were three other games that I played that worth mentioning for, for other very good reasons. Um, and oh, you know what? That just reminded me of another game to add to my list. Oh, huh. shit. Your games of I, all time list? No. The oh, your games, games that, aren't that the games. change. Yeah, yeah. Um, Subnautica. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that game too. Yeah, that 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 changes, not in a massive, massive way, but um, yeah. But yeah. So the uh, the other games I played, and I and I guess I'll take them in maybe reverse order. Um. One of them was called Viewfinder. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, we talked about that last week. Did we? With yeah. the camera. Yeah, with the camera. Yeah, Pippi up. Yeah, yeah. So that was so that was neat. Um I wish it was like longer. Like I want to play more yeah, in that yeah. universe with those mechanics. Yeah. Um, but as, absolutely worth like the purchase. I need to start just doing like game review. Yeah, videos. seriously. <laughs> I'm just like too it just feels too like formulaic yeah I feel you. to like i don't know but it was I, I should i i should i should uh i should make these kinds of things because honestly like what i'm i'm so frustrated because there's nothing there's like nothing to to play yeah but every now and then i end up stumbling across something that i think is worth my time and i suppose like what's valuable with like reviews is a person's opinion or a review is completely and utterly pointless and valueless unless you are like them. Yeah. You yeah, like yeah, yeah. the kinds of things they like, you know, so it kind of has to be like, here are the kinds of things I like. Yeah. If you are like me, then these are the games I would recommend. Yes. It's very similar to like, you know, TV shows like Lost, right? Like you yes. want this particular thing you like. And I think like, you know, TV shows that like X person likes, I suppose would probably... There's, there's a few content creators that are like, I'm like, okay, if they enjoy it, then I bet you I would probably enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
so I, I suppose the question is whether or not there's enough people that fit in that category with me. There's but but yes, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll consider it. Um, so the other one was the Return of the Obra Din. Okay. Um, which was one of those games that had been recommended to me like seven million times. Um, oh, okay. But every time I pull up the, um, every time I pull up the trailer on Steam, dude, I'm finding that like the trailers on Steam are bad. It's like what gatekeep <laughs> me from like playing half of these fucking games. Um, because they're just so bad. Yeah. Dude, they're so goddamn bad. Especially when I go back now and I watch the trailers for games that I just played and I'm like you didn't sell your game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. Like yep. like there's so many things about the game that are great that like you could have encapsulated in the 90 seconds or whatever you put, but instead it's like there is there was one game that somebody somebody recommended i don't even know what it was it was kind of like an indie pixel art-esque kind of game yeah that i think was maybe arpg maybe like roguelike maybe uh, like enter the gungeon vampire survivors kind of okay. vibe where you just like see the guy running around and you just see the character like like pixel art run around and yeah. like shooting a gun and you just see like him shooting at various enemies and it was like a decent song and he would just walk around and like every downbeat of like the song would be like him in like a red environment going psh, scene would change psh, scene would change psh. and it was like it's just and, and every time the bullet would like go and like hit the enemies and nothing would happen and it was like you're just it's like what it, the board, nothing about it is the board of the company thinks the trailer should be it's like, yeah, oh yeah, this game's about shooting secret, people, secret right? The gunshots yeah, to the music, this man. Looks it's sick. sick. <laughs> but it's like with Vampire Survivors, what's satisfying is like you're melting waves of people. Yeah. You feel like a demigod. Yeah. All of the very satisfying, like all the 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 the, the like visuals around like your attacks and what they're yeah. doing, but instead it's just like you're walking, shoot, nothing happens with the shots, and it's just like, oh, I'm a guy with a gun in a bunch of environments. Yeah. Okay. And yep. you know, nine out of ten game informer. Yep. Ten out of ten IGN. And it's like that's your fucking. That's your trailer. Like you know. Yeah. So, and I bet you if I played the game, I'd be like, yo, this is mad fun. It's super addicting. It's whatever. It's like, nah, you guys got to fucking game developers. It's the same thing. Like game devs need to learn UX. They also need to learn like marketing. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So Return of the Oberdin is one of those games that every time I would open up the the steam like oh yeah review whatever the fuck um i would here and i'll this is like the trailer and every time i saw it i'm like i don't know if i can get past the art style but also mm. like i don't know it's like uh um, oh it's like whoa it's a very unique art style. I think they refer to it as uh, what dither punk or something. Uh, oh, it's very like old low res computer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like if you, 
it's so hard to describe. Yeah, dude. If you aren't, if you can't see, it I mean, looks it's like, like it's like pencil drawn on an old Atari screen. Yes, you know, yes, literally, like it looks pencil drawn, animated pencil drawings, but on an old computer. But yeah, so the 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 really interesting aspect of this is. You you are a and I won't like etch a sketch is a good is a good way of, yeah. of putting it yeah etch a sketch um, yeah you are effectively and without spoiling anything you are a an insurance adjuster in like the okay. 800, 1800s. and the Obra Dinn is the ship that has come back from being you know at sea or whatever and like basically everybody on board is fucking dead like mm. and you have like the ship's manifest that has like 60 there's like 60 names and it's like a name a country what their job was and you have to determine how they how each of them died and who is who oh. and you do it by so you saw earlier the guy pulled out like this uh yeah, pocket like, watch yeah 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 you walk up to like a corpse and you effectively like use the pocket watch and it rewinds you to when the moment they died oh. and what and, and it's there's like no animation it's all it's like the screen goes black and you hear you know like the 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 creaking of like the wooden uh-huh. ship hull and you know the fucking seagulls and whatever and then you hear like a guy yelling and then a woman says like peter no and then you hear like a gunshot and then you hear running and it's like then bang you're like looking at like a still it's almost like frozen in time but you can walk around and see you know like if you go through this hallway turn right you'll see like a dude coming through the other door like with a knife yeah 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 and then like you might see another scene later on where like that guy who had the knife has a knife in his throat and he's on the floor in a pot in a puddle of blood and you're like and you what have to piece to, and you have to piece together like what the fuck happened. That's so cool. it's very it's kind of like a detective sort of thing, but yeah, it's really super engaging. Um, and it's very very satisfying, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's like so there is some it, it, interestingly enough there's some like stereotyping where it's like you know so here you'll see like these are the names and you'll see like I'm pretty sure the guy yelling at the other dude was irish like he had a, oh, he had yeah. an irish accent so it's like well that narrows it down to you know he's definitely not the captain he's definitely not the yeah. cook you know but he could be like uh you know the the gunner's mate or he could be the passenger yeah uh you know and there's a lot of like um uh people from like china or other asian countries that's like you can kind of stereotype in a way that's like interesting yeah where you're like i can tell this guy's asian i i don't know if he's this guy this guy this guy and Every three that you guess that correctly, it like tells you you got it right and then like commits it permanently. Oh, so there's some like guessing and some kind of inferring and some assumptions you have to make that every now and then I'll be like, I think maybe it's this. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, boom. And it shows you like the three you got right. So you're like, wait, that means that this one isn't right. And this one isn't right. And you kind of have to. It's just all about like deductive reasoning. And it was really cool. Super interesting. It was really cool. And the and the uh the sound design was 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 really good and yeah it was it was just it was pleasant if if you like puzzle games yeah um i would say like after playing the witness which is like one of my favorite games ever yeah. everybody was saying 
play the Talos principle or play Return of the Oberdin. And the, and and both of those games are always on the games like The Witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Talos principle was a giant fucking waste of time. I hated it. I got it refunded and <laughs> I did not enjoy it at all. I just thought it was I'm sure it, it's like after coming from the from The Witness, yeah. it was like ugh, you know, but yeah. I'm sure it's one it's probably fine. I don't know. It was just so bleh. Yeah. Um Return of the Oberdin I would say if you liked the witness, I think you would probably like this game. It's uh, somebody said in chat a great way to describe the art style is like gaming on an e-reader, like a Kindle tablet. Like oh, that, that yeah. looks like the like a like but huge. That actually looks a lot like what the art style would be. That's cool though. That's like super fascinating. That is one of the most unique art styles I've ever seen for sure. Yeah, so that's so that was neat. Um, and it was like one guy who like did pretty much everything oh, damn. too. I think it was an indie game. Um, and then the other, the last one, um, which definitely, definitely was uh, added to my, for sure, top 20. Don't know about top 15, maybe yeah, top 10. Yeah. I, have, I have to look at the list and order stuff around. <laughs> uh, was Inscription. So Inscription, it starts off as like a, a deck building, like a card game. Okay. Um, you start off with like four cards in your deck. Yeah. It's like, uh, and it's very similar to if you played Magic, if you play Hearthstone, where it's like there's a character that has kind of a type where yeah. it's like there are like insects, yeah, and then there are like dog, wolf kind of creatures where it's almost like a class, yeah, like a, um, I'm forgetting the, the term, um. And and they each have like an attack number and like a health number. You know, there's like yeah, HP okay. and uh, you know uh, or power and health, yeah, that kind of thing. And they're like these little lanes. You put them down and they you know fight and whatever. Um, and you're playing with like the oh god, the fucking. Have you seen anything of the game? Inscription? No. I love I love the uh, the art style of this game. Um, So oh. it's almost like you start off like there's this like creepy ass set of eyes here. Yeah, yeah. This guy is basically like your dungeon master. Okay. Kind of thing. So you start off and like see, so you've got this cockroach and a bull the bullfrog and an opossum and then squirrels and squirrels. Um basically like in order to play the creatures, you know, like the the bullfrog, it costs one blood to play yeah okay so you need to like a squirrel is free so you put a squirrel down and then like sacrifice the squirrel and then you can play the bullfrog um and okay. then there are others that use like bones you have to pay bones as like the thing and whenever something dies you get a bone so there's like this interesting deck building yeah 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 um and then there's like this component where you go uh along like uh i think it's I don't know if it's randomly generated, procedurally generated, whatever, okay. but it's almost like a little map that has all these different tiles where it's like, so like this is a, you know, a combat where it's like, uh, you actually like face, you know, yeah. face the guy in increasing difficulty, you know, and then like this backpack, when you land on that, it's like you get to choose a number of items that are just like okay. helpful items. Um, then there are other ones where it's like you can take a card and like sacrifice the card and 
if it has like a special ability, you can bestow that ability onto one of your other cards. But so you're like, it's almost like ripping a power off of one card to put onto another card. Yeah. While destroying that card. And there's just, it, it gets really dark in a way that I can't begin to explain. Um, the way that you, every time, so if you hit them, if like with undefended damage, there are these golden teeth that go on the scale. And when you get five on uh, either five on one side or five on the other, then, uh, you know, then you basically win. And you make your way through the thing. You get more fucking cards. So this is what I was talking about here. So this is like sacrificing the sparrow. So it's going to make the grizzly is going to be able to fly, which means like he'll attack over the top oh. of other people. Um, but That's and and the the art style funny. is so cool. Now I haven't even gotten to one percent of the game, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Um. But yeah, the cool thing is like this DM guy, like how creepy he's always just taking off these masks, putting on the masks. And he's like, all right, I'm the this character. I'm the trapper. I'm whatever. And he's like the boss kind of being like a dungeon master. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look over here, that's a pair of pliers. That's what you get. Remember how I said, like on the map, if you choose a backpack, you get items. Yeah. You can use these pliers like in the middle of a game to take a fucking molar out of your mouth, to pull a tooth out, to put on the scale, to give yourself like a point of of. Yeah, like you know, like advantage. on the scale yeah. to win. So if if you have four points and you're like, "Fuck, I'm gonna lose next turn because I have nothing else," and you rip out your fucking molar, it, it it gets like real dark. What? All the all of a sudden, at random points, there's this card, uh, the stoat. I never even heard of this animal, by the way. Uh, the stoat is like like a little rodent. They're like fucking uh -huh. these savage little rodents. And all of a sudden, the cards start talking to you mad at you that you sacrifice them or they're telling you like don't play me now don't play me now what and then and then all of a sudden randomly i i by accident realized oh what the fuck i can stand up from my chair and i'm in a fucking cabin and it becomes like an escape the room game where there's like a clock with like a time puzzle there's a locked thing over here there's like on the other side of the door the like light is like flickering and you're like things are telling you like we got to get the fuck out of here dude what I, the this hell? is this is like this is like lost before you find out about the smoke monster yeah yeah and like the cabin is the smoke monster and and if you know lost you know that there's so much more than the smoke monster oh my god the game you once once you beat the cabin all of a sudden, you are suddenly then in a like an ARG to where there's a guy who's like, hey guys, what's up? I'm the fucking, I forget his name, like the amazing Carter or something where it's like a YouTuber what? and it's like, it's like a found footage ARG where he's like in front of his green screen he's like yo guys what's up here I'm gonna be opening up the packs of this old thing we've, oh we've got these old cards the inscription nobody's seen this game in whatever and then like this this deck has coordinates on it what the fuck and then like what it, it becomes like a full on you play like three different genre Video games. games in the game 
that's and and it's genius. I don't I would I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but you play like different games entirely. Like imagine you go to play Tarkov and then Tarkov chapter two is NFL 2K yeah. fucking 13. <laughs> and then the next one you play is oh, it's a text-based adventure. It's like that level of what the fuck? Just and like... yet it carries out the concept of the cards and how you play. Yeah throughout the the rest of the game there's a consistency while also completely blowing your mind that's insane while also adding on additional layers and because they're adding on all these additional layers and you go through the repetition of playing the cards over and over and over and over again and it's a roguelike so like i played for like three days before i finished the cabin oh so it was my first time i'm like boom Yes, I just beat the boss. Now I finally understand the game. Where'd all the graphics go? Why am I playing like an, an NES RPG? That is insane. It's so genius. That's it's so, so genius. So insane. So is this like the inspiration for the like games that aren't the games you think they are? And yeah, okay, 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 okay. Hundred percent. That's wild. That's yeah, wild. Dude. How do you like come up with that? It's like mind blowing. I love yeah, it, dude. I, I, dude, you know what the funny thing is? I was like trying to make this work, and I still might in a way. And I guess if you're listening to this episode, you might be privy to my genius idea that I'll probably never come to fruition. Okay, but, okay, okay. Um, I was like, I want to make a video where I talk about like games that totally turn out to be different games than what you started. Yeah, and I'm like the video needs to completely pivot to being my no man's sky video where i'm like I, that's how i finish it where it's like i, I don't know I, I was like putting two and two together and i'm like fuck i'm like never gonna finish this video Bro. but that would be like the ultimate that would be the ultimate way of being like this video was about all this other shit but no it's now it's completely fucking different this video is now about like this how to is solve now Rubik's the freaking <laughs> like, no man's sky iceberg yeah. dude that i just thought that would be like the ultimate irony where it's like a, a, the video does what it's about you that know? would be hilarious that would be amazing i feel like that would kind of work too oh my god that's funny that's a great idea the problem is that like now i keep adding more and more games to the list i'm like okay, yeah well, now, it's, now it's a seven hour video again yeah yeah I just yeah, can't... yeah. I just fucking cannot keep it. Well, Cookie Clicker is going to be on that list. Um, That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, I would recommend the game. Like, that's one of the games that like, like um, Outer Wilds is a game where I will choke you out and say, play this fucking game. Play the game. Just trust me, you know, like yeah. play the yeah, game yeah, yeah. for some subset of people would be like it's not for me fine yeah sorry every for everybody else who will thank me with the bottom of their heart that I, that they play yeah. outer yeah, wilds yeah, yeah. i'm fine being so emphatic saying fucking play yes. the game yeah and play it all the way through um i feel inscription that. is one of those games where if you have ever been interested in magic or hearthstone or think yeah. you might like card-esque games fucking play the game play inscription like play it it's so yeah, fucking good that's um cool. 
but yeah, and right now where I'm at is I'm just trying to find more games that are like more. I know that they're there because I haven't been yeah. looking forever. And the moment, you know, a couple of people are like, yeah, you should try Inscription. Yeah, you might like it. And it's like, oh, you know, a couple people, enough people that it got annoying yeah. kind of said, oh, have you thought about Inscription? Yeah. And then finally, I was so desperate and bored that I'm like, I, I don't know, I'll just try it. And then I play it. And I'm like, why was nobody grabbing me by the throat and yeah. saying, fucking play, play the game? Inscription, yeah. You know, it's, why did nobody do that with Outer Wilds? And so that means that there's got to be like 50 other games that are... My, and nobody knows how to sell, whether it's a Steam page or whether it's in my Twitch chat. Yeah. Nobody knows how to sell these amazing, incredible games. Play this game for this reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, it, it's like the sentiment in gaming right now is very much so like, you know, they don't make games anymore. They don't make fun games anymore. It's all just like, you know, copy pasta, redoing everything. And it's hard because the games are out there. It's like, uh, it's the like, the the seventeen years of buying the same Call of Duty over and over and over again has made us like, uh, resentful of that. But what yeah. we aren't willing to admit is it's also changed us in what we look for in games. We're much less likely to fire up a game that we've never heard of because we've been gaming on the same you know, type of thing over and over again. It's like, I was talking to somebody about this. It's very much so like that in movies. Everybody's like, dude, all they're making is sequels. It's just Fast and Furious 77, you know, Star Wars 92. They need to make good movies again. And it's like, there are phenomenal movies being made all the time, but it's a double whammy of like, the big companies are just advertising these IPs that are going to make them a billion dollars. But what nobody realizes that is that consuming those IPs for so long has changed how we watch movie trailers and what we want to see and it's like i feel like that's happening in gaming it's like we've just played call of duty 80 years in a row and season 77 of Fortnite or whatever it whatever it is you know world of warcraft is like they're still updating that and doing all this stuff and there's like that it's changed how we view games i know that's that's happened for me like i'll see a trailer for a game that you know i know my 14 year old self would be like this is sick but i'm like nah, i don't know it's not this that or the other and so it's like, I feel like the good games are out there. They're just maybe harder to sift through or harder to find, or especially if they're not selling their game very well. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you, what we need is fucking people who we trust to say, play this game. Yeah. Play the game. Uh, you know, like, that was you marketing know, like, when we were kids. It was just our friends being like, dude, play this game. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel you. That's cool, though. That's freaking sick. That is freaking sick. Um, I want an update on a few things, like your video. But before we do that, I do want to take a, a just a super quick shout out um, and thank HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode as well. The holidays are here. Uh, save yourself time, stress, time and stress with HelloFresh and get everything you need to cook up tasty meals right delivered right to your door. Uh, use code PODCASTFREE for free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash podcast free. That is a free breakfast item per box while your subscription is active using code podcast free for free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash podcast free. Thank you so much to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Mm. Now I want breakfast. Yeah, dude. Um, I wish I could taste anything. Yo. Uh, 
so what's uh what's going on with the Billy Mitchell vid? Did you have to just like take a take a few days off from putting it together? Or are you just waiting <laughs> on feedback? What's the uh I I got skinny. Did Billy finally get to you and now you're <laughs> not pushing the video out anymore? I'm we're we're filming this from jail. Uh <laughs> I've been yeah. Uh no, uh, I I got the final feedback uh this morning. Need to make a couple of quick a uh, little couple quick tweaks. Just a couple and quick, uh you know, which is like five minutes of edits and then like twelve hours of trying to export yeah. uh, a four hour video when your hard drive is full. Um yeah. <laughs> and then uploading and i keep running into uh and I'm, I'm actually glad that i'm figuring this out now i keep running into like copyright like 40 seconds of oh. like copyright content id like oh this is from king of kong so i need to like slice Flip like 30 seconds out here yeah, yeah. Just make it like seventy percent speed, it's and so it'll probably be five head. Just getting all that out of the way, you know what I mean? Like beforehand. Yeah. So, but otherwise, I, you know, I've been been dying to to get her done. Um, I think I have everything. So, depending on how I'm feeling, honestly, depending on how I feel tomorrow, uh, if I can, if I can make the changes I need to upload everything, and then maybe I'll have it premiere. On yeah. like Monday or Tuesday. Hell yeah, brother. Because I did have a I did have a Patreon watch party where we watched like the draft, the final draft of it. Um oh, a couple nice. days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago. And uh there was like, I don't know, like seven people there or something, but uh they <laughs> fucking loved it. That's they loved so it. sick. So I'm I'm so fucking excited. That's so We're, sick. Ready dude. to go. I'm so pumped for it, man. Yep. I am so pumped for it. That's sick, man. That's dope. Hell yeah. Um, I was trying to think of what went on. I did. Uh, I was in. It's funny because last week we talked about Twitch Rivals for Tarkov. I was in the Twitch Rivals for Battlebit mm -hmm. um, this past week, which was a cluster. I'm definitely starting to think that it's Rivals is the <laughs> which. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. It was going to be a cluster no matter what because it was the game mode they chose for Rivals was the 127v127. So they had 254 streamers playing and it was like each captain had a squad of eight and then it was like 30 squads or I guess I don't know how many, 15 squads or whatever on each team. And then every game they would like reorder all the teams, but you you kept you stayed with your squad, dude. It was it was such. And one twenty seven v one twenty seven is already like a cluster. There's like there's just no way you can get that many people doing what you want to do in a video game, right? That's just like too many people. So it was five games, and every time you won, you got eighty bucks. Everybody in your team got eighty bucks if you're on the winning team because it was 127 people on the winning team. It wasn't like your squad of eight won. It was your whole team won. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. It was funny. We started an hour and a half late. Three separate times they were like, all right, we're starting and go. And we get into the game and then they send a system message that pops up halfway through the game going, this game is not live. Sorry, this is a warm up game. 
They did that three times. They were and they were like, next game is live. We go in live halfway through the game. They're like, this isn't real. This isn't the real game. And we're like, dude, what? I don't know. It was funny. What was the so what was like the format? So it was just the 127 v 127 mode. Any game could come up. It could be domination. Like, it could oh, be right, conquest. Right, yeah, yeah. It could be so it wasn't even like we were playing this game mode. It was just 127 v 127. We played invasion, like which is like a territory one where the more points you control, your territory pushes back into them. We played like domination or conquest, and I don't know. It was a cluster. I hadn't played the game in so long, dude. It was like I was whiffing every shot. It was crazy, um, but it was funny. I killed Shroud, which was my crowning achievement. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, it's so funny, the clip, because people were like, you just killed Shroud. And the clip was like, Shroud literally just like walks into a room and just like full aimbot. Like his his aim is just godly. Three different people. He just runs out of ammo and I run in and I shoot him. Like it wasn't even and nothing skill based at all. But it was just so funny. You out aimed, out shot, out performed. Yeah, out performed. Embarrassed. Um. But there were so many Tarkov people in there. I would just die. Like, I died to Airwing. I died to Nice Guy. I died to Fudge. I killed Genticles and Gina. Like, it was just so funny. But it was fun. Dude, I will say. So, we did Rivals for, like, three hours. And it was, like, the tourney was just scuffed. But I will say, I played BattleBit for four more hours after the tourney. It was Thursday. So, it ended at... so good. Yes. It ended at six. And I was like, oh, this is perfect for the podcast. And you were like, dude, I'm just dead. And I was like, okay. So I played and they had drops. They were doing drops for skins. So I just sat there for four more hours with like 1,100 viewers because they were doing drops. Just having the time of my life. That game is so good. Like game of the year. Like no other shooter game should be like, I don't know if the game rewards are coming up, but no shooter game that came out this year should be BattleBit. It is, dude. It's the most fluid. It's the most fun it is just wildly entertaining to play that game. It was it was cooked. The freaking rivals was cooked because I don't like one twenty seven v one twenty seven. But we just hopped out and went into thirty two v thirty two or sixty four v sixty four. And it's just like mod squad, bunch of the mods hopped into Discord, and it was just like the time of my life. Like I would play that game so much. Oh, it's so much fun, dude. It's such a fun game. So it, that was just like a fun little. It just reminded me of how much I love that goddamn game, dude. If you oh, haven't, yeah, and they did like a free-to-play weekend, I think. It might even still be free, but if you, that's when, that's my, like, if you're into shooters, that's my, like, grab you by the throat, especially because you have to force people to play it because it looks like yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every time it's like, oh, freaking, what is this kid game? I was like, this kid game is better than Every AAA shooter game that came out this year, this kid game, everybody's like, is this Roblox plus Battlefield? I'm like, yep, but it's better than Battlefield in every conceivable way. Like, it yeah. is the GOAT game. That's so good, dude. I found out about this. I played a bunch back when it first came out, uh, and I know you played it a little bit, too. I literally just found out this is a thing that, like, a Tarkov needs to adopt immediately, which is you can shoot your gun while doing anything. I fat fingered G, and the way that you throw grenades in BattleBit is with your left hand. You pull it and you throw it like this. And I, I fat fingered you while I was shooting, and I was literally just like shooting up into the air while I was throwing the grenade. 
while you're vaulting into a window, you can just hold mouse one and shoot while you vault in. And I was like, that's sick. And yeah. then the next day I was playing Tarkov and three separate times I either died or almost died because I clicked my mouse one button like one millisecond before the animation. I, I, oh, I had a, and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't oh. shoot. I did a thing where I like I, I tried. I was in a fight with somebody and I was going to bait them with a grenade and it ended up working. I won the fight, but I pulled out the nade and then I just pressed two to pull my gun out. And nowadays people always push nades because of the two stage thing. So I pulled the nade out. I put it back. My gun raised up and he was just running at me and I had to like mouse one again. And then literally later I went prone into something. And because the, and there was a guy there and my gun was pointed at him and I had adjusted my aim up to the point at his head, but I hadn't finished the prone animation. And so I just died. And I was like, and, and I was just coming off of battle bit, learning that you can shoot while doing anything. I was like, oh my God. Like it just, it has, it nails everything it needs to nail as a shooter game. It's the most fun. Holy cow. Yeah. It feels so good. It feels so good to play, dude. Um, so that was fun. I was kind of like a goofy, a goofy situation. Um, bro, the day before comes out next week. Remember that game I told you about? We watched the trailer. Big booty girl. <laughs> yeah, they watched the trailer. They had like the the supercars. It was like, is this GTA or is this a survival yeah. game, dude? Yes. And what the, the trailer looked like? They took every every like every free every game unreal that has asset. A, every game on Steam that has like positive reviews, like random obscure game no one's heard of that like hasn't gone viral and they just clipped four seconds from each of the trailers and put it yeah. together into one trailer. Dude. Yes. Yes. But like the story's insane because the first trailer that came out years ago was like a phenomenal trailer. It was like, a, it was an amazing, it was the number one wish listed game on steam. And it just like everything, the naming thing, the copyright, the delays, the fact that like half of their employees are volunteers. It's just like so many red flags. Anyways, they started like they set the the date for December 7th and everybody was like, it's going to get pushed again. But then they've dude, they've been tweeting like, here's the like rollout time for each um, region. Then a bunch of streamers started tweeting like I got codes for the day before we're going to be doing a sponsored stream. Uh, we're giving away codes and like they put the they put the uh, they tweeted out that they put the trailer for the game in Times Square. With the big December seventh release date, they tweeted this, this out yesterday. Real, dude. None of this is dude. For real. I'm saying, bro. So, uh, on the seventh, a week from, uh, or I guess on Thursday, <clears throat> the day before is coming out to early access. I am fascinated, bro. I am fascinated. As I always say, don't pre-order it. Wait. There's a bunch of streamers doing sponsored streams for it. So watch. If it really comes out, just watch it. Because we don't want another Dead Matter situation where it was like basically a pre-alpha dev build that they let 100,000 people get access to. And it was like so scuffed. So HODL, don't pre-order it. Watch. If it turns out we were wrong and they made a fun game, then pick it up. You know what I mean? But like, I'm just so fascinated at what's going to happen on Thursday. Oh my God. I don't know. But that is more, the day before is more entertainment for me than like an actual game. Like 
if it's the game they said it's going to be, I'm for sure going to buy it and I'm going to play it. But my expectation of it actually being that is so low that I'm viewing it more as entertainment. Like for me, just like the whole saga, what's going to happen, how, how are the servers going to be? And if I end up being wrong and it's sick, I'll just buy the game and play it. You know what I mean? It looks cool. But it's just holy cow. Fascinating. Yeah, we'll see. And then. Bro. <clears throat> um, did you see the Mountain Dew gaming thing? Uh, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, I don't know. On Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't know a ton of details, but um, so I Zach uh Zach Busey tweeted, um, you may find that Mountain Dew's official channel is in your chat at some point over the next week, self promoting their stream. This is a collaboration between Twitch and Mountain Dew, using AI to detect logos and packaging similar to their branding. And the met, and then there was a bunch of screenshots of their met of the messages in the chats, and it was Mountain Dew Gaming's channel, Big Dew fan. Mountain Dew Raid is launching soon. Keep hashtag sipping for your chance to be featured on the Twitch homepage. And then it was like 18 plus ends December 8th, 2023. And people hashtag were like, simping. people were like, what the hell? It's just so freaking weird and creepy. And like, I maybe, you know what I mean? There's not a whole lot. Um, Additional details in on the official thing. AI will begin crawling all concurrent gaming live streams from December 1 to December 8th, but that doesn't mean the AI is watching your streams or keeping any data. <laughs> the AI is only looking for Mountain Dew product. So, like, that's just such a fascinating thing, right? Do we... Question. Do we trust... Do we? Do... D-E-W. Do we trust billionaire... Billion dollar companies saying the AI isn't really watching your stream or collecting any data on you. Maybe we do. But do we? Oh, I'm so confused. What would they... What would they be collecting? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it's just fascinating. And like, it's just, it's, it's got, it's the perfect, this is the ingredient list for like outrage. Cause it's like billionaire company brands, a AI, AI corporate, like, corporate bullshit, spying, you know, Harvesting us for our data or whatever. Privacy. Exactly. Taking advantage it, it is of content creators. Like if if internet outrage was a you know a drink at a bar, like the the card, the recipe card, like it just has every buzzword, self-promotion, view bot. It's just like it's all the things, you know, you know, un unconsensual ads, like it just has everything. The only thing they're missing is that like is and also, for a limited time, your stream, whenever the bot is in your stream, it'll be embedded on fucking Mountain Dew.com. Oh, Dew. my God. And you'll have 30,000 viewers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, right. Christ. 
So like, Ugh. I don't know enough about any of these things to like actually be mad about it. I don't do anything that I'm on my stream that I'm trying to hide. I don't know, like you said, what the AI would be if this was a Trojan horse and they're trying to get all my data. I don't even know what they would be looking for with AI, but it's just. Been... I mean, I, we, I, we've already banned them from my stream. Really? Yep. It's just fascinating. And just like what I also find fascinating is like mo many people spending a lot of time getting gasoline, pouring it on the floor, sourcing a match, lighting the match, throwing it on the floor, and then being like, what the f people don't like this? Like fire? Like it's just the, what I find so fascinating is just the amount of people that were like, yeah, they're going to love this. Like, people are going to be so stoked to see Someone... the Mountain Dew AI bot in our ch in, in their channel. They're going to be stoked to see Mountain Dew advertising something. in like. Someone thought this was a good idea. That's fascinating. I mean, you could call it fascinating. I don't know that I would use that. It's fascinating to me. I mean, it's like, once again, scuffed and, you know, potentially even dystopian, but fascinating nonetheless so i don't know man that was just like i saw that and i just like i like i said i don't even know what to think i don't even know what to think um yeah so twitch be twitch be twitching i got no i have no faith in humanity so it is what it is yeah i already lost all that all the faith Oh, speaking of AI, did you see? I'm sure you saw the like kerfuffle at OpenAI last week or whatever. Nope. Wait, what? You didn't hear about first, it? Okay. First, I've heard of it. So, you know, OpenAI, they make ChatGPT, right? You know who mm -hmm. Sam Altman is? He's the CEO. He's yep. like the, you know, the brain behind most of it, right? And his like, there's like 700, I think, engineers that work at OpenAI and they're like the legit, just best in the business. Dude. I don't, this is, you know, right. So this is like internet history as given by Jesse Kazam, right? So assume 29% of all details are wrong at any given time. So let's just that be the freaking disclaimer. But OpenAI tweeted out randomly. They were like, hey, Sam Altman is out. You know, we, we had a good run. We're looking for another CEO. And then Sam Altman tweeted, like, I had, you know, I had fun at OpenAI. And then another guy that got fired from OpenAI, one of the other, like, senior engineers, he tweeted out, like, nah, fam, this is what happened. And basically tweeted out, like, the board called a meeting and just fired a bunch, fired us and didn't really tell us why. Because it's, like, weird. OpenAI works as a for-profit company under the underneath a nonprofit board because OpenAI started as a nonprofit and then became a for-profit company. So like they're structured weird. The board is kind of like super duper in control. And uh, so they just like, so it was like bombshell news in the AI world, right? Like Sam Altman is out of OpenAI along with a few of the other dudes and like what the hell is happening? And then uh, and then like immediately Sam was talking about like, he's, I'm going to start my own AI company and figure something out and whatever. 
And then everybody was freaking out, and a bunch of people at OpenAI were like, dude, we're gonna, like, we're gonna quit if you don't bring Sam Altman back. And then literally, I think less than 12 hours after they fired him, it was rumored that they were in talks about bringing him back. And like the re the release that the board of OpenAI released specifically stated that he was not let go due to any malfeasance. Like it stated he didn't do anything wrong. It was like they attributed it to like a communication breakdown that he wasn't communicating with the board in a satisfactory manner. So everything was just sus. And then immediately after it happened, they were talking about bringing him back, right? And then I don't know what order all this happens in, but then like Sam's like, I might start my own AI company. And then everyone's like, we're coming if you do. And then, um, and then Microsoft was like, dude, we'll hire you. Because Microsoft had just put like a billion dollars into OpenAI or something. I think they had like invested in OpenAI. And then Microsoft was like, we'll hire you. Just like bring all of your AI knowledge here. And then he was considering that. And then, <laughs> and then OpenAI announces the new interim CEO of OpenAI. If I gave you a million guesses, <clears throat> you would never get it. Emmett Wait. Shear. Oh, okay. The old CEO of Twitch that just stepped down recently. Like the OG CEO of Twitch that co-founded Twitch. Never heard of him. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. He stepped down from Twitch a year ago. Uh, he's like, like he's been around since Justin TV. And mm. so the CEO of Twitch gets announced as the interim freaking open AI CEO. And everybody's like, what's happening, dude? And then... Um, next thing, next thing you know, Mark Zuckerberg, dude, is gonna own Twitter. Elon Musk is gonna up. own the WWF. Alex Jones is gonna be. We're gonna find out that he was actually a lizard person, dude. Insane. Then, uh, and then, then a letter gets written to the board, uh, with somewhere from from written by ChatGPT, written. By ChatGPT. I'm not going to get the, the exact numbers right, but essentially it was about 90% of all of the employees at OpenAI were like, we're quitting unless two things happen. You bring Sam back and all of you quit the board and we set up a new board. And not or? And. 700 people signed it. And less than 24 hours later, Sam Altman is now the CEO of OpenAI and the board has been replaced. And that whole thing, every single bit of that happened in like 48 hours, maybe three days. The most, the highest valued, arguably most infamous, closest to AGI, AI company in the world. All of that happens in three days gonna be the social network too dude starring fucking justin timberlake it, uh he's gonna be in this one too it was um, crazy he's gonna play elon musk yeah in this one. um <laughs> hell dude, yeah the fuck dude so like 
Cause what the fuck, dude? Like, nah. Obviously, some shenanigans are happening, right? Like, at the end of the day, nobody real. I feel, I feel like nobody really knows what's going on. But it was just fascinating because it just seemed like such a huge step back for AI because it was like, Sam is going to start his own company. He's going to take all the good engineers with him. He's going to have to start from scratch. And he's just going to end up being back where they are. But it's like, it's going to take a few years, right? Because like, this is not <laughs> simple to do. It's not building a log cabin. This is like insane what they put into it. And so it was just like, what's happening here? And uh, you know what this all was? The, ex the explanation for this is like, can anybody name a single name of anybody on that board? Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, we're exactly where we started before, except yes. OpenAI was in the news a bunch. Yeah, yeah, and so was Microsoft. Their freaking uh stock skyrocketed once uh it there was news that they were considering bringing Sam in because everybody was hating on OpenAI and everybody loves Sam. And I'm, not, I'm not even saying Sam is like an amazing dude. I don't know anything about this guy. He could be a literal evil villain planning the downfall of humanity, right? Like, I'm not even saying I don't know whose side to be on because I don't know what the hell I don't. I'm very ignorant about this stuff. But like, but yeah, it was like OpenAI was in the news a bunch. You know, he probably got a board that was much more on board with what he wants to do. Microsoft got a time their time in the sun where their stock price went up. So it's I'm like, telling you, I'm telling knows? you, dude, this, this is like, I could get one of my random friends from high school to like, say I was involved in some like me too shit. Okay. Suddenly now there's like controversy. I'm getting canceled. Yeah. 48 hours later, she says, sorry, I made it all up. Whatever. She goes back into anonymity. No one knows anything about her. None of, none of the people from real life yeah. would know me and Twitch. It would be irrelevant. And it's like, I'll give you a thousand dollars to make some shit up and then say it was fake. And, yep. then, and then all of a sudden now I'm sitting at like a thousand viewers every yep. day. Dude, God, this, this is the new this is the new meta, dude. I'm telling you, it's going to be shit like it's this yeah. is dystopian. But I'm telling you, in four years, this will be the new meta for everything. Yeah, I was when I was sitting here right before I started my stream, I was pulling some stuff up and all of a sudden I see on Twitch. Like, I guess who's streaming and they had like a hundred viewers. And I was like, oh, fucking suddenly toast. Yep. Sitting there streaming, you know, yep. at, he's, he's got 2,000 followers. Yep. Uh, sitting at fucking triple digit viewers. He's yep. got, and I'm like, I just see him in my like recommended. You might want to watch. And I'm like, yep. <sighs> yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's the way it goes, man. It's the way it goes. Like, what a five-head thing to do to, like... <laughs> dude, I should buy a DMA device and just, like, put it on top of my case <laughs> and, like, generate controversy that I'm cheating, but it's not real, and I just get a bajillion viewers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Now, but... but We're toast. The other thing, though, you got to think about Suddenly is... Suddenly toast. There's going to be... At some point, someone is going to try this like five head thing. Yeah, and it's gonna and go they're, and they're gonna and they're gonna fuck it up. 
I killed a guy to generate some controversy. Why am yeah. I going to jail all this? And now they're going to streamer ends up admitting to the whole thing's fakes. Yet somehow they've been fucking prosecuted and are going to jail for 27 years. You know, it's it's that's going to be that's like the dystopian dystopia. Yeah. yeah where yeah, yeah. where someone's taken advantage of this fucked up shitty ass future that we've like content creation and like the platforms have yeah. made possible. And they're going to like do it wrong and yeah. end up like getting themselves killed or something because yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, like during that 48 hours, like the girl who who made up this whole thing, like her dad hears about it. She doesn't get a chance to like talk to her dad and say that it's not real. So then he comes to my house and fucking cuts yeah. my head off. Yeah, with like yeah. a hacksaw. It's like, wait, this was a prank. Yeah. Didn't Andrew Tate already do that? No. Yeah. He actually did it though. Yeah. Uh, he actually trafficked humans. Uh, yeah. So it was just fascinating. It was just like fascinating and weird and just like you just know. It's like a thing where I'm intelligent enough to know how little I know. <laughs> it's like I don't know anything about the board at OpenAI. I don't know anything about Sam Altman. I don't know anything about what they're doing. Like they could like literally be planning on the destruction of the world or usher us into a new era of humanity or do nothing in be nothing in between. But what I do know is that like seeing Twitter headlines does not bring me closer to understanding, you know? So it's like, it was just crazy to see everyone's theories and everyone freaking out and what happened and that the company really rallied behind Sam and they brought him back and the freaking Twitch CEO was CEO for like eight hours, bro. And it was just like, so weird. Yeah. Yeah, speed running CEO, any percent trillion dollar company, new record. I was there for eight hours. I can't wait for the Carl Drops video on yeah, how, dude. How, how that whole thing was cheated. Yep. Yeah. Put it on Twin Galaxies. Um, but yeah. But that is the stuff this week. I know you're not feeling great. Thanks for <clears throat> doing the doing the cast. I know with the Ugh, it's been going around, man. Yucky, grody. Well, like, ugh. I feel you. Um, but guys, thank you so much for hanging with us. Thank you, sir, so much for uh, being a part of the podcast fan. Once again, if you want more content like this, you can go to patreon.com slash the podcast pod. Get an extra episode every week, early access to episodes, all sorts of stuff. It gets buck wild over there. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, what's today? Oh God, it's already Saturday. I'll try to get this up ASAP for the Patreons, the patrons, Patreons. Um, and then yeah, dude, we're freaking in just red alert for arena. Please God, I'm excited. And then we'll get some gaming in for sure when arena comes out. So that'll be yeah, exciting. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep posting on what's happening next week. You have a blast at that goddamn thing. That's going to be so much fun. I hope you're feeling much better by then. I um, hope so. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for hanging. We appreciate you being here and we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace.